Welcome to the podcast Beyond the Triangle. I'm Amy Beth Horman, and this is episode 14, entitled The Importance of Youth Orchestra. Today I will be discussing the crucial role of youth orchestra in a young artist's training. As usual, I'm going to give you real talk from all the perspectives, student, teacher, adjudicator, and parent. If you are the parent of a young artist, you have undoubtedly considered putting them in a youth orchestra at some point in the game. If you are already enrolled in a young artist's program, there have likely been ensembles made available to you, and you have found yourself tasked with finding a balance in your schedule while trying to address key components of your child's music education. This can feel like a lot to juggle. Often, I have parents who are hesitant taking on youth orchestra. So today, we are going to talk about the pros and cons of youth orchestra. And as a teacher, I see mainly benefits. So I will be detailing my reasons why I think it's a great idea for pre-college level players, in particular, to be enrolled in a youth orchestra program. I will also discuss some of the reasons why it might not be a great choice for your child, or when it could be okay to postpone this component for later. As with all aspects of their music education, every child progresses differently. So if we are thoughtful, we can make decisions that serve each child at every part in their journey. So let's get started. First, we're going to talk about the main reasons why I think youth orchestra can be an integral part of a young artist's training. I think first about their sense of community. Often in our schools, we have orchestra programs, and they are, if we're lucky, run well and provide the joy of music making in a group setting. This is really important, and I am a big supporter of music in schools. Without this, many students would never encounter classical music at all. And then where would we be? It is an essential thing in my mind for there to be thriving music programs in schools. And there's a ton of data to support why this is beneficial to kids. But when we talk about youth orchestras, particularly ones which are by audition and difficult to get in, we are getting into a whole new pool of kids And these kids are honestly great kids to be around in general. Many are natural-born leaders. They're very, very active in all sorts of musical activities that happen outside of school. They already devote hours of time to their music in their free time. While orchestra at school can be very rewarding, the youth orchestras will be rife with kids who are more focused on their caliber of playing And this opens up a whole new level of music making. These are all kids who have made a monumental decision to value classical music in their lives. And they are all taking private lessons and preparing difficult excerpts for auditions. Many times I've had my private students enthralled by this. They come back saying, everybody in youth orchestra just wants to play so well. They have a common goal to play at the highest level they can. And this alone can build a whole new community for a child. It isn't unlikely for them to meet a dozen new friends, all from different schools in a youth orchestra. It's hard to put a value on this, 
especially when some young musicians feel very isolated in their interests in their own schools. The next reason that I think people should consider youth orchestra is that it provides wonderful musical role models for young artists. For some students, being in a youth orchestra where they can witness the playing and dedication of those top chairs can be an outstanding motivator. They have never seen this kind of commitment to excellence up close and in someone their own age. They won't just see it once at a concert. They will be exposed to this type of student and their dedication on a weekly basis and share time on stage with them, even have fun with them backstage. The detail and vigor that some students can exhibit in youth orchestra can be contagious to other students. Suddenly, you might see a shift in motivation to work at a higher level. And I like to tell parents that it could be this passion was just lying almost dormant in their child. Sure, they're talented and they work hard, but when surrounded by a higher level, more vigorous style of learning, there could be a literal awakening for them as a young musician. I had these feelings the first time I went to music festival as a young girl. I had never been in a youth orchestra that played work so high level. It was exhilarating in a way I had not experienced with other children in the room. We worked so hard to play the Rite of Spring that summer, and the result was electrifying to me. That leads me nicely to my next point. Advanced repertoire, like the Rite of Spring, is something you will likely only experience in youth orchestras, which are by audition only. This takes incredible dedication and very high-level skill sets in every section of the orchestra. Children just simply won't have access to the feelings that are evoked from playing this level of music if they are only doing private lessons or just orchestra in school. Even with the best school orchestra programs, there needs to be an allowance for a mixed-level group, and there are many benefits to this, too. In youth orchestra, there is a focused level of skill sought after, and it provides the opportunity for a group of young people to tackle larger works and work on more challenging ensemble. The fact is, playing these enormous orchestral works that require such dedication from our young artists it can leave them feeling invigorated and inspired for weeks. Okay, on to my next point. Because these high-level groups are by audition only, the kids will take these auditions every year. They are typically assigned multiple excerpts, scales, and sight reading, along with a solo piece, too. This is an amazing experience for these young players because they will be auditioning constantly if they pursue music later as a profession. Unlike a concerto competition or a solo competition, the excerpts are common repertoire for applicants. So like any major symphony audition they might do later, they will be compared directly. And sight reading is a basic skill that will be needed at a very high level if they are headed to a music career. Professional musicians are expected to cycle through repertoire very quickly and be able to read it through with startling accuracy right from the start. Kids in youth orchestras become very well-versed with reading score and preparing excerpts. This serves them incredibly well later. 
Another reason I encourage parents to consider youth orchestra is that it allows a child to learn how to work with a baton and coordinate with multiple people. This might seem basic, but this is something I believe is not talked about enough. If you have never had your kid work inside an orchestra, it is incredibly difficult for them to solo with one. So even if your kid is a natural-born soloist, having them learn how to respond and work with a baton in front of them, or to the side of them, is absolutely essential. They will also need to know how to coordinate with different instruments and do it well. So playing in rhythmic unison with other strings is one thing, but playing a solo violin part in rhythmic unison with a wind feels very different. Having played solo with a conductorless orchestra on the Beethoven Concerto, I learned this from our very first rehearsals. And of course, conductors know all of this already. But while I felt immediately connected in tempo with the other string sections, I was not immediately able to connect exactly in rhythm with the winds because they always seemed a bit behind me. In the end, I had to adjust my timing ever so slightly to keep us together. They won't always be leading every tempo as a soloist, and if the baton is foreign to them or playing with other instruments is new, they will struggle to pull things together in a concerto. Here's a side note. If you are the parent of a young soloist who has their heart set on a solo career, be advised that I have seen ample evidence as a judge to indicate the kids who have not been enrolled in orchestra but compete on concerti do not fare as well. They are fiercely talented, and we are all able to see that, But in high-pressure situations where kids are playing concerti with orchestras on very little rehearsal time, I can easily spot the kid without orchestra experience. It's far more stressful to them to figure all of this out, and it is for this reason that sometimes a lesser player might win the first prize in the end, because they feel more comfortable in that orchestral setting already. I know that it is a big decision to put another thing on the schedule if your child is already practicing passionately hours a day. But if you look at the long-range benefits, it is very clear that orchestral training will benefit them in their solo endeavors. Keep in mind that in most of the final rounds of competitions where a young soloist might be tasked with playing with an orchestra, there will generally only be one rehearsal to get it to pull together. This feels stressful even for a professional soloist. So to give your child the best chance at a situation like this one, it is a good thing to consider youth orchestra as part of your regimen of training. Another reason to consider youth orchestra for your young artist is that they will then have another teacher who is bound to have different views and approaches to music in general. I have always been someone who says one pair of ears is never enough. If your child is only studying with one musician every week, I encourage you to think about this. There is no one way to play Bach or Brahms or Stravinsky. There are many ways for your child to find their way and form their unique voice in different periods of music. They need to be exposed to many different views and ways of listening to things. A gifted youth orchestra conductor 
will offer them another incredibly valuable pair of ears in their training. Young artists who have a gifted private, chamber, and orchestra teacher are in a much better position to soar as a young musician than one who just has one of these entities in their lives. And the relationship they experience with a conductor on a temporary basis, say for all-state or all-county ensemble, is different than the impact they will feel from one they see every Wednesday of the school year. That influence will be palpable in their work and hopefully in the inspiration they feel to work on their instrument every day. Another very significant reason to consider youth orchestra is the opportunity to work on interpersonal skills. Much like chamber music, your orchestra will increase your child's interpersonal skills, especially if they are in the first few rows of seats. They will be expected to work with one another and coordinate on markings in the music. There's frequently a fair amount of sectionals held in orchestras, where sections have time alone to polish up their parts. Here, it might become clear if one person is struggling, and there are opportunities to work as a team to pull something together. Where one child might struggle in one piece, they may excel in another, and this helps form friendships and working relationships, which can spin into chamber opportunities and lead to more music making. While some kids are lucky enough to be experiencing these things in their school orchestra, youth orchestra is generally higher stakes and the kids are grouped in a similar level, so they are more able to find a common thread of motivation to get a part clean or inspire each other to find a more specific color or sound or dynamic. Because the general skill sets are higher, the possibilities for a higher level outcome are there too, And this can really test out those interpersonal skills because the expectations are going to be higher. These are all great skills to have because they will use them later in their adult lives. Having a great work ethic and high standards is great, but learning how to relate to other people who feel the same can be tricky. And getting to the desired outcome together, it requires all sorts of advanced social skills. If you listened to my last podcast about chamber music and the importance of this component in your child's life, you can consider orchestra a nice way to meet those key players in your chamber experience. So often as a teacher, I've encountered my own students meeting the wonderful players that they will then do chamber music with in their youth orchestra. Because youth orchestras pool from several different schools of children, you have the opportunity to meet talented young musicians from other areas that you might not otherwise encounter. I've seen children go from just striving at the highest level in their solo work to suddenly within a few months encountering that same motivation in a youth orchestra scenario and then it's spinning into a chamber music scenario as well. When you have all three happening at a very high level, you have what I call the perfect storm of motivation for a young artist. This is something to really look for. They will learn different skill sets, very different skill sets in each of these scenarios, and they all lead to them being a stronger player. 
As a teacher, when I have parents that are on the fence about joining a youth orchestra, sometimes I'll share with them what my personal experience has been. When I was in grade school, I was the concertmaster of the beginning level youth orchestra in our town for a few years in a row. At a certain juncture, my parents asked if I could be permitted to audition for the next orchestra so that I could advance, and they were told no. We were surprised by this, but ended up okay with that decision because we found other ways for me to experience orchestra for a while. I was rapidly learning how to read music at this point, and it was fortunate that my parents were both music ministers at different churches. Frequently, there were small orchestras which played in church for things like Easter or Christmas services, and so my parents put me in the adult orchestras for this, and I learned an incredible amount sitting next to professionals. This was a great learning experience for me because I was exposed to scores that included choirs and soloists. I loved it and still have an attachment to the Rudder Requiem and the Mozart Requiem to this day because of my time spent in those groups. As I continued my studies with my teacher at Catholic University at about 11 or 12, it became necessary for me to have more than one private lesson a week and I was awarded a scholarship through the university that allowed me that extra lesson in exchange for being in their university orchestra and participating in chamber music. This was ideal for me. I was already there twice a week, and my lessons were then arranged on the same days as the orchestra and chamber rehearsals, so I never went back to youth orchestra after that. I thoroughly enjoyed orchestra at CUA, and the young adults I worked with there. We also accompanied the operas that were produced during that time and played in the shrine. These are all fond memories. In addition to that, we took trips out of town for special concerts together, and I competed and won their concerto competition, where I was able to perform the entire Brook Concerto when I was 13 or 14. I think all of these experiences combined allowed me to really understand all of the different ways I could make music with other people. And the reason I'm sharing it is, it wasn't the traditional route. The traditional route was youth orchestra, but because of their age limits, it wasn't ideal for me at the time. My parents still persisted, and they were able to find a situation which worked for me as a child and also for our family so that I was able to learn how to work in groups with other young musicians, although slightly older than I, and it gave me extremely necessary experience with working with a conductor under a baton for when I did solos later. So there might be certain periods where you can't follow the traditional route for orchestral training, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't pursue it in other ways. I think even now, as I parent Ava, I will need to get creative to figure out the best path for her so that she receives orchestral training. But the first step to being motivated to do that is understanding its value. And that's why this podcast might prove to be important for some. If we don't understand the inherent value of an aspect of a young musician's training, we just won't be motivated to prioritize it or tailor it for our child or family. 
Okay, one last pro on the list of why you should consider youth orchestras. I saved this for last because I think this is a big one that attracts a lot of people to youth orchestra. There are many travel and performance experiences offered with youth orchestras these days. Many youth orchestras I know are known to offer amazing performance and travel opportunities to their top groups. This can be an experience of a lifetime for a growing musician. They get the opportunity to explore a new country or culture with some of their best friends while performing on world-famous stages and halls. These experiences stay in a kid's heart for years, and they solidify friendships for years to come. Okay, now that I've spoken at length about all of the various benefits of playing in youth orchestra, and I've shared some of my own personal experiences, let's go over some of the pitfalls that I've seen with students and parents over the years regarding youth orchestra. There are some cons. Starting orchestra before reading skills are well-established is not something that I recommend to students or parents. This is actually something that is true for our family right now, and we are working on it. Ava's playing level is still far above her reading level. Her reading level is age-appropriate, maybe a little beyond that, and it's growing fast, but her playing level might place her in an orchestra where she could be overwhelmed with the amount of reading necessary. I think that this could result in a negative attachment to orchestra for some kids, and it is as great a reason as any, to hold off for a year. One thing about Ava is that she always likes to arrive super prepared. But if it's difficult for her to prepare by sheer volume of the music and the difficulty of the reading, this could put a lot of stress on her. I knew that if I put Ava in orchestra this year, she would struggle with preparing her parts and it would really stress out the whole family with practice time. Next year, I'm fairly sure she will be able to tackle those parts on her own without my help, and that will help her enjoy it far more. We were incredibly lucky this summer that we were able to participate in Nom Nom Music, which is a new music festival that happens during the summer, and I think now is going to be at different times year-round. This was a small group of kids, but they were all motivated and enthusiastic, and it gave Ava her first orchestra experience. They were very kind to send me parts ahead of time so that she could get a head start on things and feel really confident in her very first orchestra experience. As a teacher and also as her mom, I really wanted that first experience to be a positive one for her because I know that orchestra will be incredibly valuable to her as a player for a long time. We're so grateful to them for what they did for Ava in allowing her that first beautiful time with orchestra. Another issue that I find as a teacher is that sometimes kids will start orchestra before their foundational technique is really established. If your foundational technique is only solid at a mid-Suzuki book level and your orchestra is playing literature more like beyond the Suzuki book levels, you are really risking your technique by doing orchestra. As a violinist, you'll be shifting a lot more than you are ready to and you'll be asked to use advanced bow techniques that you have no knowledge of yet. 
Your first experiences in some of these techniques should ideally not be during orchestra rehearsals and therefore not under the guidance of your private instructor. As a teacher, I have encountered far too many scenarios where a child is coming to me with literature from orchestra that is way beyond their abilities. And then we are somewhat forced to develop things at a pace that is not healthy for them in the long run. No teacher likes doing this. And while some parents are fine with it as it gets the job done, so to speak, it's only temporary and it can have long-term detrimental effects to technique. In addition to this, sometimes with kids that are starting youth orchestras, we will see issues with pitch. Often, I have students who have almost perfect pitch who, after they begin orchestra, they encounter a lot of trouble centering their intonation. I think this is because you really have no way to control the quality of pitch in a group situation, let alone who you sit next to and what their sense of pitch is. This can be very difficult on a student to adjust to, and if they are not secure in their intonation going in, it can really set them back in this department. As a teacher, I'm very reluctant to allow a student to engage in youth orchestra if they are not already incredibly dedicated to their fundamental work. That means scales, arpeggios, and etudes. This helps them know the geography of their fingerboard really well so that they can withstand the pressure of sitting next to other students who might not be on pitch some of the time. Another issue I encounter with students in youth orchestras is that sometimes they'll try to convince themselves that they can replace practice with their orchestra rehearsal. So on days of orchestra, there seems to be little to no fundamental practice happening at all. This is always a mistake. I've had students tell me that they will play their solo piece in the morning or during break, but they don't get their fundamentals in on those days because there isn't time. I definitely feel if there is a crunch on time, those are the days where a growing musician should only do their fundamentals to stay technically solid. And many kids will convince themselves that rather than practice their orchestra music at home, they can use rehearsal to practice that music. This is also a mistake. Because when you play in section, you often can't hear what you're doing in a detailed way or watch your technique as carefully. Sometimes posture becomes a big issue. So practicing your part at home needs to be established and a ready-made commitment before doing youth orchestra. It is not at all uncommon for certain orchestral literature to contain passage work that is in fact harder than the solo pieces your child is playing. So they will absolutely need to practice those parts at home. One of the big concerns I have with certain students joining youth orchestra is that it seems that some parents are enthusiastic about starting their kid in orchestra in order to build their resumes. I think it is great to show on your applications for schools that you have done youth orchestra, but this should never be the main reason. There are so many other factors to consider, and when we fail to do so, we could have a kid in the wrong group or just one that doesn't serve them at all. As parents, we need to serve the child first. And then once that's established, we can of course happily list what they're doing on their resumes for later. 
While one orchestra might seem more high-level or prestigious, it won't be worth it if it turns your kid off to orchestra forever because it's such a struggle. And there are many years to rise up in orchestras properly. This brings me nicely to my next point. Some students are joining orchestra without being willing to commit to practicing their part or with little understanding of the kind of commitment they are actually making. When this happens, we are not only setting them up for a poor musical experience, but we are setting them up to disappoint themselves and others. As a mom, I feel as if this age group is under enough pressure as it is. They have peer pressures already in place, and having them disappoint those around them can lead to all sorts of negative feelings about themselves and about the music that they're making. This is not a risk that I think we should take. So in an effort to avoid this, here are some of the more obvious commitments you are making if you sign up for youth orchestra, just so that everybody is aware. If you sign up for youth orchestra, you will be expected to study score and listen to different recordings to understand a whole piece or what role your part plays in it. You will also be expected to be able to play your part cleanly following all of the markings in the section. This takes time to get all of those details worked out with articulations, dynamics, and other markings in the score. You will also be expected to be at all rehearsals and place importance on your energy and engagement in a group learning process. Many youth orchestras I know have incredibly stringent attendance policies. In addition to that, this is just an extension of my ideas from the Chamber Music podcast. I feel as if sometimes we make the mistake of delivering children on the scene for training, but they're not really ready to receive training. It's not enough for them to just show up. They have to be physically and mentally available to learn. And this, for youth orchestra, is a major issue. To receive the benefits of youth orchestra, of which there are so many, a child will need to be prepared, rested, and ready to learn at every rehearsal and for each performance. So before you sign up to audition for youth orchestra, make sure that you are prepared to make these basic commitments to the process so that you can get everything out of it that you should. Our music schedules are full enough as it is, so let's make sure that we're maximizing every musical experience available to these special kids. I hope this episode gave you a lot to think about regarding youth orchestra and your young artist's training. I wrote this episode to give you a chance to open up some dialogues between parent, child, and private teacher as you explore the best combination of training for your young musician. By understanding more about the pros and cons of orchestra training, I hope that parents can feel empowered in making the decision that works best for them and their family. Stay tuned for our next episode, which is part of our Relationship Goals series. This episode will focus on networking for the young artist. We will explore the relationships you have as a parent 
with competition administrators, arts organizations, youth orchestra directors, and even pre-college or young artist program directors. Often, I find that parents need to be in regular contact with all of these entities in their young artists' training. As these are all crucial contacts for parents, I'm looking forward to talking about how I advise parents to manage these relationships so that they are healthy and thriving for their children. This will keep all aspects of their music education flowing. If you are a parent who is challenged by this juggling act, you are definitely not alone, and this episode was written for you. Don't miss a beat. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and Podbean. If you have a question or a topic you would like to discuss on Beyond the Triangle, my ears are wide open. Write me at beyondthetrianglepodcast at gmail.com and let's connect. Let's connect.